While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professional licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions. Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the behind-the-scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. I'm Heather, one of the owners of Beauty Lab. I'm joined tonight by... Dre. The, the drip part of Drether. The drip of Drether, the brains of Beauty Lab. The doctor, if you will. The Dr. Dre, the life force <laughs> behind everything meaningful. And false. with no further ado, we'll introduce our special guest. <laughs> Whatever, the other oh. is very, very important. We're equally the as important. Drether. Drether. We're joined by Wyoming Westie. Oh, wait, we, we changed Don't your you name. Dare. <laughs> She was pushing hard for that. Yeah, she was. She was pushing way hard for that. I know, but I was pushing for it too because I thought it was colloquial and like kind of charming and like I was thinking. When cowboys are cute. Yeah, like Brokeback Mountain. And whenever you think of Botox Botox and lips, you think of Wyoming. (laughs) Well, no. Whenever you think of lips and hot dog parts, you think of Wyoming. You think of meat packing. Is there meat packing? It feels like there's a lot of meat packing in Wyoming. Is there not? Horse meat I'm not. Packing? You're not from Wyoming. I can't talk about it. I actually love Wyoming because I remember growing up that whenever my parents talked about Evanston, they said that's where you could get porn and beer. Wow. No, and that, I, they said that in a horrible way. Like that is so rude because there is lottery also. <laughs> oh, lotto. And fireworks. There is lotto and, and fireworks. True. Illegal right? fireworks, yeah. 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 So to me, Evanston was always that like cooler, older, estranged best brother. You know yeah. what I mean? Like the like big the brother. Yeah. yeah. That like we don't speak of him, but he has porn and beer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and probably and fireworks, fireworks Please, under his twin bed. Oh, and he doesn't have to pay state income tax. Oh. Wait a second. Oh, Double you didn't Eddie. hear about that one, did you? Oh, here come the <laughs> Wyoming nerd jokes. Let's start with the no state income hey, tax. Kanye, if Kanye just bought a ranch in did Wyoming. Did he for sure buy yes, or is he, he just testing? Kim Kardashian was on Jimmy Fallon or something, and he straight up asked her. Did you buy a confirmed property? it, yeah. $14 million or $34 million ranch. Chump up change. by Cody. I know. It's true. No, Wyoming is so beautiful. It is. And it's especially beautiful in passing on your way to Montana and Glacier National Park. But I do believe Wyoming is beautiful. I've seen so many beautiful ranches yeah. up there. Well, yeah, that's, Yellowstone. that's why Weston lives there, yeah, right? Absolutely. For the beauty. <laughs> and, and the granite power top. And the metropolitan. And the fireworks. And... So I'm not from Wyoming. No, let's no, get that correct. straight. All right, I'm from Utah. Also, well, where did you grow? What up? a step up. <laughs> <laughs> um, from Cedar City. Okay. I lived there. I don't know if you know this. We call that the Wyoming of the South. <laughs> <laughs> the Dixie. It's not quite the Dixie. <laughs> yeah, it's not St. George. That's right. Well, Only most people know where St. George is. They're like, oh, yeah. it's most by people Saint in George. Utah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. I, I grew up in Denver, and I did not know what St. George was. I did not know this huge, like, mecca really? for spring break to St. George. Yeah, me either. Yeah. I mean, oh, I didn't know big. what St. George was. I yeah. thought it was, like, St. Bart's. Imagine my disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. We, my dad let me take the truck. I wasn't even 16. I drove with my friend from Denver. I was like, everyone goes to St. George. Oh, and, like, in my no. mind, yeah. it was south. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know. It's spring break. It was barely 15 and a half, learner's permit. And... It was not St. Bart's. No, it was not. But I do remember a strange man that was high 
using our bathroom in our motel, which wow. I can't believe we allowed him to do. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, wow. I think about the things I did when I was 16. Yeah. And, Dumb. you know, I know it's hard to believe, but even cuter than I am now. And I would allow those types of things to happen. That's was, how an episode of Crime Junkies gets started. For, I would, it's very yeah. true. For real, yeah. I know. Yeah. And I lived through it. I'm. A, it's... God had a plan for me. I'll tell you right now. Maybe you weren't his type. (laughs) Led me right to this broken door. (laughs) Right to this broken podcast door. (laughs) Well, Weston is, uh, for those of you that don't know, he is one of our injectors here at Beauty Lab. And best friends. And best friends. We love Weston. Weston, do you remember the first night that we interviewed you? Yeah. It's etched in my mind forever. And it was like so fun. It was so fun. One, he didn't know that he wasn't supposed to leave his clothes on, which was crazy. (laughs) We're like, Weston, Weston, Weston. That was part of the thing. This everyone prepared me. <laughs> I'm ready. No, I remember that interview. It was Christmas time. Yeah, it was so yeah. fun. But we, I remember, like, yeah, we were like, okay, this guy is awesome. No, we awesome. Yeah, loved you. You from guys, day one. we say that to loved all the interviewees. We, yep. Nope. <laughs> but <laughs> not. No, we don't. We no. not all of them. You know who you are out there. Yeah. <laughs> to anyone we've said it before. But how long Take have you been back. injecting at Beauty Lab? couple years now right? so it's been two years yeah, yeah. this just december yeah and um weston graces us with his presence you know when he can he's a traveling i give you all my free time <laughs> i know you really do and I, we I really love it do. but you don't have a lot because he's a young dad yep. with a budding career yeah. i say budding because it's so diminutive <laughs> And you, I'm a working dad. He's, yeah, a, working he's a working dad. dad. Oh, yep. you're gonna. Yeah. I was gonna coin that. Yes. He's also nobody a ever podcast says that, listener. But I yes. do. Um, you are a working dad. With for sure. Just a kick-ass, amazing wife. We love Christy. Yep. And She's the cutest rad. kids. And um, you're a tra- traveling. Well, you're a nurse anesthetist. The thing. Say it. That's tough to say. I know. CRNA. Yep. CRNA, so a nurse anesthetist. Wait, CRNA? Yeah, I saw, I knew, did you see me throw that down? I knew you thought it was a CNA. I know. Yes, that's what I was thinking. I am not a CNA. I used to be a CNA, but that's a, it's a big jump. It's a big jump because you have to say the word anesthetist, which (laughs) is very difficult to say. That's the final test. You have to say that. Yes, and then you say, I am a certified (laughs) registered nurse anesthetist. No, so let me explain the difference. So a CNA I know. It is so exciting. So, Start from the very beginning. So Louis there I Pasteur. Was. <laughs> Wait, but aren't you APRN 18th century also? France. So Heather and I talked about this earlier. So okay. APRN is advanced practice. We have a lot practice. of private off, off, Guys, <laughs> offline conversation. Time. I get left out of everything. Okay. Well, you're the one working. Yeah. Someone's got to run <laughs> the lab. Someone's got to run the place. <laughs> Who's going to answer the phone? So a CNA is a, is a certified nurse and uh See, I can't even say it right. Assistant. Assistant. Thank you. Yes. So that's like what what you do out of high school, and some people, you know, you can make that a career. Sure. Sure. Um, Usually in the nursing homes or in in hospitals, they help. I have heard it coined, and I I don't know. I hope I'm not offending anyone, but it's like a bedpan nurse. Yeah. Yeah, basically. I mean, they do more than that, but basically they're there to give patient care. At the base level. Yeah. More hygiene. They're not allowed to really pass out medications. They can't administer medications. So it is kind of the, the the start of a nursing career usually. Entry level. Yeah, the entry level. Got it. So then um, you have to go to nursing school, become a nurse. Um, As a nurse anesthetist, you have to work at least two years in an ICU. That's Um, very cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. And it totally translates because as an ICU nurse, especially in a big in a big unit, a big ICU unit. I mean, you're taking care of sick patients. Mm -hmm. They're on ventilators. They're on vasoactive drips. You know, they're very, like, on the edge as far as their health. 
So you have to have high intensity, high attention to detail. Yep, yep, all of that. And, and usually you're only allowed one to two patients, and so it really is intense. And that's why they call it the ICU. Intensive care unit employed by not-so-committed nurses. So um, as a CRNA, I deliver anesthesia, and, and it makes sense as an ICU nurse. It really is anesthesia in a nutshell because you're, you're taking patients on ventilators, they're on vasoactive medications, drips, um, and so it really is anesthesia in a nutshell. So it really did prepare me for a career in anesthesia. And where did you do those? That So I, that was in St. George. Okay. Um, at Dixie Regional there? Medical Center. Oh, okay, got it. As part of IHC. It's a big hospital. I would recover open heart patients right when they came out of the operating room. So oh, wow. they're very, very. Did you, you ever know, make broken heart jokes? <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Of course you did. Went, there was like, they tried to do that half smile, med- heavily medicated chuckle, like, oh, oh thanks, buddy. <laughs> and it really loosened up, me the, my pills. up the patient's family. It was great. <laughs> You know, it's a real icebreaker. <laughs> I bet you don't know about the quad chamber of, or the, what's the quint? Like the fifth chamber of the heart. That's my little joke. You're like, what? What? The heck? What? Well, we got four chambers cleared. <laughs> that one goes that, over that well. That would be a Western joke, though. That real. would be. Come on. And anybody that knows me, I'm so sarcastic all the time. And so it's, funny all the time. And. One of the few that can meet us on our level yes. of ridiculous humor. Yeah, totally. Get your guys' humor. You, you guys, guys are really funny. The three of us laugh together. Like, I'm sweating right now because of the hysterical laughter we had right yeah. before the podcast yeah. started. No, I've been, I, so I look funny. forward to an ugly cry laugh with Weston every <laughs> shift. I'm like, Weston's working, I'll be right over. <laughs> it's always a good time. Uh, I mean, we, are we, and the best thing is if we can recall them, we can mention a topic like Madam Greenhorn, <laughs> and we all know exactly what we're laughing about. Or we can say, Talo. <laughs> Everyone knows. We've got a Everyone lot of knows. inside jokes. We have a lot of really, really funny inside jokes. We've had some <laughs> great times and some great talks, I think, yeah, too. Yeah. So we've been wanting Westy on the podcast for a long time, but our schedules have not coincided because he is always working. And so... The reason I'm pointing this out now is because that's kind of our topic today. We want to talk a little bit about why, where's the why in what we do every day, you know, mm-hmm. versus providing for our families and, you know, carving out a living and finding ways to find meaning in that and also to be ambitious and to, you know, improve our lifestyle, all of the things. But also at the end of the day, what is the meaning behind why we go to work? And Weston's yeah. a great example of this because he works so hard, but he also, is striving for that end goal. I would think of like work-life balance, right? Yeah, Which brought absolutely. you to Beauty Lab on some level. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, doing anesthesia, it's it's a full-time job. I work up in Evanston, Wyoming. I'm on call a lot. I get called in the middle of the night. We do the epidurals. We get called in the ER. It's, it's pretty intense. Um, and I'd been doing that about seven or eight years. And then my wife actually decided that she wanted Botox. Of course, I'm the typical husband. Why? You look fine. Stop. Isn't that expensive? Poison. Poison in your face. Poison. You don't need that. I think you look just great. (laughs) Who do you want to look good for, huh? (laughs) But yes, you can get that breast augmentation. Yes, yes, but the breasts are fine. Of course. So she wanted some Botox, so she came down to an unnamed spa down here in the big city. Treated her like crap. <laughs> Treated her like crap. And she noticed that the injectors were usually nurse practitioners or registered nurses. 
so she came home and said, you know, that's probably something you could do, right? I mean, you're doing epidurals, you're, you're sticking lines in people's necks. Like Botox probably isn't a far cry. Yeah. And so I looked into it and I took a weekend course and I shadowed a couple of injectors actually. And that's kind of how I, I took off as an injector. That's and awesome. so were you thinking, I want to learn this because one, I don't want my wife going to somebody else if I can do yeah, it for her. That's absolutely. like the first motivation. And then also if she's getting it done, her friends are getting it done and yes. their friends are getting it done. And this, my wife's like a pretty conservative, yeah. natural, you know, like beautiful. She's not like flying to South Korea no. for the latest, you know. No. Yeah. Eyelid lift or whatever. She's just like a she normal, wear cool a lot mom. Of makeup. She yeah. really is. She's very. And if yeah. she's invested in this, then you start to see how democratized it is and how everyone's. That's the, you know, mm-hmm. the trend, right? Absolutely. And I saw that she wanted to invest in, in how she looked and her health. And, and, and she's all about that. Like right now, she's training for a marathon. She's running it um, next week in St. George. That's awesome. This week, this Saturday. Is it hard for you to be just so much less attractive than Greg? <laughs> oh, it is. It's tough. They're equally yoked. They're equally yoked. Both beautiful. Oh no! People. I was going to talk to you about some cool sculpting. Yeah. Well, I don't think we have an applicator in that bit. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh boy. Well, I just remember Weston. Um, actually, it was our Galderma rep that told us about you, and he had been working with you, like, because he was your rep up yeah. in Wyoming. Yeah. And he came to Heather and I and just said, "Hey, I've got this guy. He's awesome. He's and a I, total beauty labber. Totally, total beauty labber." And we were like, "Okay." So what, like six four, totally ripped, <laughs> kind of tan. He's like, what? "No, no, no, nothing what? like Reagan. No, nothing like Reagan." <laughs> like, I'm sorry. So he looks exactly like Reagan. That's what you're telling us. <clears throat> But it was, like, very cool. And, like, props to Brian from Galderma. So many props. Because, like, he had it spot on. Like, how did he know? I don't know. It's just a vibe. I mean, but I don't think anyone could have anticipated the connection that we would have with Westy and, like, just, like, the dynamic, yeah. like, same vision. Yes. But I think it's because we came together at, like, a pretty pivotal time. You know, mm-hmm. we were coming into our own. Yeah. Yes. He is coming into his own. Yeah. And in a way, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like we were really just starting to, like, figure out how to define ourselves as working women and moms, but moreover as like stay-at-home moms that were now betraying that code yeah, of conduct totally. to be working moms. And like you were coming, I'm just going to speak for you, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you were coming from kind of this like straight white guy bravado, like been <laughs> yeah. pretty good, cool, no, you know, true. cool straight kid, ladies. best yeah. kid, married the hot girl, had the kids, had yeah. the house, I'm a nurse anesthetist, you know, yeah. like I make money, I drive a great car, I've got it together. Yeah. And like there was some sort of shift that happened with the dynamic of us working together. Do you, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And first of all, it didn't seem like you guys were trying to figure out what to do. You guys were both bosses. Like when I came into this, like I was so (laughs) impressed, (laughs) intimidated. Like it was, it was a different type of situation for me because as a nurse anesthetist, you know, I was at the top of my game. I'd been doing it for seven years. Like I, not to float my own boat, but <laughs> they give some good an- anesthesia. Yeah. When you walk in a room, people just pretend to be asleep. Yeah. They didn't yeah. even go just through the asleep. motions. Yep. Right yep. And women have their babies right when they see me. And just lay down, <laughs> just fling their legs in the air every time I walk in a room. Call me the dilator. Wait, what? <laughs> beep. 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 <laughs> no, but seriously, when I came here, it was very intimidating because I was pretty new injector, mm-hmm. you know, I'd only been doing injections up in Wyoming and 
as you can imagine, people aren't really flocking to get injections up there. <laughs> they sh- I feel like we're dissing people in Wyoming. No, Shout out just, to all our beauty no, lovers. Yes. It, no, it's a credit to them and a diss to them because they're a little bit behind the times, but they're okay with that. Yeah. You know, because that's it's a cowboy state. Yeah, like, which that's is what so they cool, revere, you know? you know, and so. I love and have mad respect for that. Like, yeah, same. They embrace that. And so they are a little bit behind as far as like the trends and they're okay with that. I am not. <laughs> I am a trendsetter. Well, I have to say, the pink hair, it looks great. I love it. Thank you. You're Very selling it. Of you. So you met with us, and you yeah. you had for sure seen our social media a little yeah, bit. which absolutely. Was a little bit different than what you'd seen, I bet, which is yeah. kind of our... Calling card. Yeah, it's our right? front runner, yeah, yeah, that goes ahead of us. But then, were we like you anticipated us being, or... Better or worse? Well, when I walked into the lab the first time, you know, I've been into like med spas and, and doctor's offices a lot. I mean, sure. that's my clinical background. Um, hospitals, this is not a clinical background. This is not a med spa. And so that's what stood out very first, which I really liked. I mean, it, it didn't have that stuffy, you know, medical feel. And, um, and then I met you guys and I knew you guys were definitely not medical. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. I didn't know what to say there. Let's beep that one. <laughs> we're definitely not medical. No, we're not. Neither yeah. of us have a medical background in the least. And mad respect for it, but it's just yeah. like not, you know what I mean? Like we... We're business people. Yeah. So we don't lean in on that at all. Well, and that's yeah. what it takes. I mean, it really takes a business-minded person to run a business like this. I mean, that's usually the downside a lot of times of, of something that is managed by medical personnel, they don't get that business side of it because they've spent so much time in mm-hmm. medicine and, and clinically, they don't see the other side of it and really what the customer wants. Yeah. yeah. I, I think honestly that's maybe why we have such a great fit with like everybody here is we all know what we bring to the table yeah. and we stay in our lanes. Yeah. Like I know I don't, I don't know how to inject, so I'm not going to try to tell you what to do. And Likewise, yeah. you let yeah. other The first time I put a patient to sleep and she didn't wake up, I was like, well, I'm not, <laughs> not doing, doing that, that again. Like, Leave that to Weston. You know, I do think that you see a lot of practices that, are, you know, are, are run by or owned by the doctor or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, not trying to throw any shade, no. but like they didn't go to business school. They didn't, they haven't run businesses. They're not entrepreneurs. They have amazing, fascinating, very smart brains. Yeah that can do medical stuff. Yeah. And so like, and I think honestly, like everybody who works here and works with us, like we all stay in our lane. We all are part, like really important parts of this business and recognize what we bring. Yeah. But even more trying to do what, what's not their job. Right. Yeah. And I think beyond that is like, we all stay in our lane, but we all have the same destination Mm -hmm. or focus, which is the customer. And mutual respect for each other and the customer. But I I even want to go further because I think like all of those things become not when we all truly singularly care about the customer's experience. So we're all willing to like eat it on some level of what may be important. You know what I mean? Like on something because we want that customer to feel important. And like when someone is here that doesn't have that respect for the customer or, you know, dismisses the customer or 
looks at the customers as a means to an end or as a paycheck or as someone less knowledgeable than them yeah. or less or evolved or, or yeah what are the things you know just like oh she's got tons of money watch this yeah. you need cheeks chin nose yeah. and botox you know and like watch how watch watch me take advantage of this person because but it, they have so much money yeah or watch how powerful i am is really the message they don't yeah. think of it as taking advantage you know because medical personnel tend to be really self-righteous yeah. you know like i know more than you i went to school for this many years i know all of these things and so therefore i need to be respected but at the end of the day you need to be respected because you treat me well yeah. and i like being in your presence as does the customer yeah like, there are people that are very skilled that didn't go to school for 14 years. You know, there are people that are very skilled at things that we could never even owe to do. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, if we all are singularly focused on caring about the person that's there, paying for our services, whether it comes from you knowing how to do their brilliant distinctions or me knowing how to put them on social media or Weston knowing how to inject them, we all want them to have the best experience yeah. and we are all humble enough to recognize that we're there to serve them. Yeah, absolutely. And we've run across a lot of medical personnel where it's like, you know, kind of kiss the ring type yeah. situation. Oh, I have to. I'm the expert. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know better than you and so I'm better. Yeah. And do you think growing up in that industry, growing up in terms of your career, I mean, is that bred into the industry? Absolutely. I mean, it's so disheartening to hear, like when I go introduce myself as an anesthesia provider, a nurse anesthetist, to hear somebody say, oh, the last guy, you know, that did my epidural or whatever, he was so rude. In fact, he called me, you know, fat or whatever. And I just can't even wrap Gonna my Going to have to get the big it. needle for you. <laughs> the harpoon. <laughs> No, but I mean, it just blows my mind because first of all, that patient is the customer. And that's what I think we lose vision of, especially in healthcare a lot of times, because people come to us because they need help, but they are still paying the bill. They are still the customer. And I think we really, really forget about that a lot of times. And so it's a, it's a, it's a weird blend because they're putting a lot of trust in us. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, how many times have I had somebody in my chair and they're like, do whatever you think needs to be done. Botox, cheeks, whatever you think. That's a lot of trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And But at the same time, I want to respect them as the customer and do what I think they need. You yeah. Know, not what I think they need. Because you could make up a need for anything. Absolutely. You know, That's you don't go question. to the orthopedic specialist and say, tell me all the different things you're going to do to my I don't need the scope. I just want the pin, you know, yeah. like for my knee surgery or whatever. Like we don't have that empowerment in any other field. And so a lot yeah. of doctors lean in on that and Absolutely. think they don't get to say, so I'm not going to tell, Yeah, you know, and yeah. then it's like, you're just at their mercy. Yeah, for sure. And you feel, you feel disenfranchised from your own face, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the process. Well, I'm so glad we found you, Weston. Oh, yeah, it is too. such a it is such a unique thing because I don't think a lot of medical providers ever even say that they're the customer. But yeah. you know, as the customer, that you're a patient, you're supposed to do whatever they tell you. But it's going to cost you an inordinate how do I say inordinate inordinate <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> anonymity an anonymity <laughs> amount. It's going to be an extraordinary amount. Yes. Of money. Yes. That you have no say over. Line. You know, can't like nickel and dime your surgery. Right. But we work in the field where we allow them to nickel and dime their Botox because it's elective. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we're transparent and we're on their side. Yeah. You know? And I, I definitely love to give options. And I don't know if there are a lot of injectors that give options, but I'd love to give options. Like we could either do 10 units between your eyes or, or 20 units. You know, one is probably going to last a little bit longer, but I mean, here's, here's the option. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's why it's. And it's 100 bucks versus 200 yeah, bucks. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes that's 
really the deciding factor for yeah, people. Absolutely. You know, yeah, of course they would want the one that lasts longer, but sure. if I only have a hundred bucks, I'm going to take 10 units. Yeah. Yeah. You're you going to take, it's like, we don't ever go into someone's brain and force them at target to say, which pair of shoes are you choosing? These are more quality and will last longer or mm-hmm. these. And then we just say like, look them in the face while they make the like poor choice. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's really hard yeah. to like sit in a chair and be challenged like that. Yeah. So we wanted to take that away at beauty lab. And I think we're getting there. Yeah. I love your guys' vision. I love what you guys do. I mean... Well, that's why you're a beauty lover, Weston, because you get us. Yeah, I love what I do here. So, we love what you do here, but, too. So what's the when why, When you though? show up. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's, what is the why? We never got to that. Like, what is your why? Why Why are you injecting now? I mean, obviously, Christy yeah. got, gave you the idea. But you're but driving like, an hour from where you live. You're taking time to be with us buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> What's the why? Aside from the Do you ugly, pay me? ugly cry. Okay, we pay you. you. Pay you. Let's start with the true values. Yes. So, I mean, but really, is money the carrot? Like, no. is that what you're chasing? No, because you guys, you pay good. But uh, you <laughs> it pay could be well. better. Oh, yeah, pay well. And you speak well. So, no, so so my, when I when I do something, I want to do it well. I mean, whether it be anesthesia or, you know, when I go to the gym or whatever, whatever it is I'm doing, I want to do it well. And when I started out... Insert gym joke. (laughs) (laughs) Insert. What's it like when you don't do anesthesia well? They wake up halfway through like, Dr. Swindlers! (laughs) What are they doing down there? What's going on? I can feel a tugging. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure. A dull tugging and some pressure. Yes, that's doing something halfway. <laughs> that's when I realized I needed to be a good anesthetist. No more of this half-assed. No, but when I started doing the injections, I didn't want to just come in, you know, bare minimum. Yeah. And being up in Wyoming, I mean, it would have been bare minimum. There aren't a lot of people. I mean, the town I live in is 10,000 people. So not a lot of people are getting Botox fillers up there. Now they are, but, <laughs> but they weren't, you know, several years ago. And so I knew that in this industry, you have to have a lot of volume. In order to be a good injector, you have to see a lot of volume. You have to see a lot of lips. You have to do Botox. You have to correct the Botox if needs be. And so you have to see that high, high volume, uh, you know, patient Yeah, a lot of senses. bodies, a lot, a lot of faces. Because yeah. mm-hmm. your technique may, may be the same for everyone, but every face is different. Every body chemistry is different. Mm-hmm. Every, yeah. you know, skin the, is different. muscle groups are different. Yeah. Like, Some people life. aren't even human. <laughs> you know, it goes on and on. It's crazy. I mean, Reagan really trained me, um, you know, when it came to lips especially. I mean, he really is the pro, right? I mean, lips by Reagan. Well, it's like Malcolm Gladwell. You know, you have to do something 10,000 yeah. times before you yes. become a master at it. So exactly. if there's 10,000 people in Evanston, you're going to be knocking <laughs> on a lot of doors. May I inject your lips, madam? Yeah, that's a, that's a Small lot. charge, just $600 and a little bit of pain. Yeah, in right the beauty here. lab, I just have to work here a week and I have these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> no, but really, I mean, Reagan could show me how to inject lips, you know, 100 times. But until sure. I actually start doing it, and and getting the technique down by for myself, I mean that's when you become a good injector. And so I didn't want to limp in as an injector, yeah. and just be 
that guy. No, you're <laughs> yeah. and you haven't been. You your books are full, and you you come down. It's like a surprise visit. Oh, it's like, like oh, the yeah. Wells Fargo <laughs> wagon is a coming. And and those of you that are beauty sleeper loyalists, you know, like he's got the softest needle. The softest needle so west told. of the Mississippi. <laughs> so Seriously, painless Botox though. Yeah, like, it's impressive. Well, I feel Good like job. my job as an anesthetist just translates into injecting. I mean, no other profession really handles a needle more than I feel like anesthetists. Yeah. Every single day I'm putting nerve blocks in, IVs in, central lines in. I mean, it's just, we, we just deal with needles on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And so it was second why nature for me. That makes, why didn't you make your name be Needle Master? <laughs> <laughs> needle or Master. Or the Needle Ned. Change your whole identity. I'm thinking, rethinking Beauty Sleeper now. I want it to be like... Master of the Needles. But I love Beauty Sleeper. It's like such a good it's soft. play on yeah. words. It is. I yeah. love it. Yeah. It is. And yeah. you really get it. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah, when you, yeah. you really get it when you know Sometimes my Sometimes I think it's like thinking of roofied or, you know, <laughs> but mostly just Of course good. you would. Good. Mostly, here comes the Beauty Sleeper. Come for your drinks, girls. Come for your drinks. <laughs> Well, Western obviously love your job. I do. Like, like, have you ever worked at a job that you hate? Um, sure. Because, like, the other day I was chatting with, uh, I think it was talking with Kaylee and Caitlin, and we were talking about, like, have you ever worked at a job that you absolutely hate? And I have. Yeah. I worked there for a year, and I cried every day before I went into work. And after the year mark... I just, like, something changed in me that I was like, I do not have to have a job that I hate. And so I decided then and there I would never work someplace that I hate. Yeah. And, like, why do we ever work where we hate? Like, you have? Have you ever had a job you hate? I did. I worked for Better Homes and Gardens Wardley Real Estate for about four days. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, Shout out. I was doing cold calling. I couldn't bear, me, doing yeah, cold no, calls. I know, I can't. Like, are, have you ever been interested in selling your own bank? You could buy. Like, terrified. I made up a name. Guess what my name was? Alexis Johnson. Whoa. Oh, yes. That is I thought it was powerful, a yeah. little bit sexy, but not overpowering, not overwhelming. And I would say, hi, my name is Alexis Johnson. I'm with Wardley Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate. Are you interested or do you know anyone interested in selling their home? And they'd be horrible to me. And I did it yeah. like, okay, but like, hated it. Four days left, four never days. went back. Yeah. Why did I stay at a job I hated for a full year? Were well, you desperate? I was desperate. It was when I was very first married to my first husband. He was not working. And like, I there was a lot of pressure for me to pay our gotta bills. do what you gotta do. Yeah. yeah, and like, and it was a great job that paid well, but I did not. It was not a good job for me. I yeah. didn't like the people I worked with. It wasn't an industry that I enjoyed, and I. You did was, it to pay the bills. I did it to pay the bills, and I hated it. Don't you but, have so much compassion on that person? That you know what I mean? Like oh, you feel so bad because completely. I go to a job I love, you know, and they have to come to a job they hate. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. I guess that, like, Heather and I have been talking a lot this week about, like, why do people stay in places that they they don't like? And, like, you know, I guess, I don't know. We've been doing interviews. Like, we're growing. And that seems to be our question to everybody is, like, what's the why? Because that is, obviously, expertise is very important. um, But, like, also, your motivation is huge. Yeah, and And we want to know why do you want to come work at Beauty Lab. If you want to come to work at Beauty Lab to feel important... That'll happen. Yeah. yeah. If you want to come work at Beauty Lab to be visible and seen in the industry, that'll happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you want to come work at Beauty Lab and have us blow you up and make and, and love you and be excited about you, 
that's going to happen too. Absolutely. If you want to have people that are going to embrace you in all of your weirdness or glory, that's going to happen at Beauty Lab. But why are you going to be here if you're not going to, if you're not going to feel it? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's why we have such an amazing staff is like, we've, we've been able to be really um, selective about the why. Yeah. And yeah. I think we all here at Beauty Lab, like kind of have a common denominator and the why is love. Yeah, love is our currency. People love our profit. Mm-hmm. And we and love is the core of every single thing we do. Like we first of all want everyone to feel self-love, which is self-acceptance, which starts a lot of the time by what you see in the mirror. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple, you yeah. know? And if you can find some way to accept and love yourself more that we can facilitate through Botox, through filler, through right. facial, through a friend, fabulous. Then we're in a great industry. If it's just something that you're working on and this is, you know what I mean, like a necessary evil to stave off aging. Mm-hmm. Great. You know what I mean? There doesn't have to be like a meaning behind all of it, but I just think the quest for love, self-love, love of others, love of everyone's individual identity, love of, ev- you know, every client that walks the door, regardless of gender, regardless of association, regardless of orientation, regardless of race, Religion, you know, <clears throat> facial piercings, yeah. tattoos, <laughs> fashion, money, bad car, good car, you know, literate illiterate like it's just people if you show up on our porch yeah we love you yeah because you have crossed the bridge to meet us there and that is enough for us yeah that is enough and we are going to do everything we can to make sure you get everything you want at at, at and that is our currency yeah that's the beauty that way and i think you feel that way absolutely and i feel that way and yeah. and i think our team feels that way and it's it makes every encounter more meaningful yeah yeah yeah, and that's what I, I love about, I love coming to work because I love everybody here and I love all of our beauty lovers. We have the best clientele. They're yeah. truly the best. I consider them my life force, yeah. you know, in many ways, yeah. I know, we're super lucky. But we're lucky because there's not, it doesn't mean that that's always what's going to happen. Like, I mean, I've I have had conversations with you when you were in, beautiful desolate parts of kansas (laughs) where there's like creepy weird people where you're not like everybody that crosses my path i love vehemently i love them but why i mean but then why are you doing that like so i go to kansas so the way my schedule works is i work two weeks and then i have a week off so i have 18 weeks off a year so it's it's a dream schedule but i'm not the type of person to have 18 weeks off i will blow through my money i will drive my (laughs) wife nuts yeah and so I go do anesthesia at these small um, critical access hospitals in, in Colorado and Kansas. Because in like got, more rural, yeah, right? Oh yeah, underdeveloped like, cities. Yeah. And, and they're usually farming communities, 4,000 people. And so I Have you do ever mixed it. up a set of twins that you delivered? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's never happened. I, I don't do that. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to put you to sleep and where does this twin go? I've mixed up twin A and twin B. Okay. <laughs> I love your imagination. Yeah, I mean, first thing I think of when I think of a medical farming community. <laughs> Mixing up twins. Yes, wow, really, that's where you went. Yes. We don't know which is which. That one looks a lot like Farmer John, if you know what I mean. Not saying anything, but... No, so I go to these small communities because I want to invest in me. I want to invest in my family. It's all about getting not to an end point, but providing not only you know a life lifestyle for them to be able to go on vacation and to do the things that we want to do, but because I don't want to sit around idle. 
Yeah. Because I want, and when I'm in Kansas, I set up shop. I do Botox there. I do Dysport there. I, I track down a spa, see if they would want my services. And I have a sweet clientele there. I mean, it's growing. You kind of like just do a local beauty lab. I really do. Yeah. I'm beauty lab on site. Yeah. It really is. We call is. it beauty lab local, but we'll work oh. on the technology. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're still working on your training and accreditation. We'll get there. TBA. <laughs> TBA. <laughs> But I do this to invest in in me and my family, in my career, in my you know skills as an injector, and so it's just about investing in in all those things that I love. Yeah, and and utilizing every minute that's available to you, like yeah. kind of making hay while the sun shines. Yeah, like you've got this skill set. This is the industry; it's growing. Like you're not going to go to Kansas and just watch Netflix and work out. Although you do well. do that as well. <laughs> You're going to go and well. you're going to you're going to better yourself and yeah. prove yourself and if you can sprinkle some love and botox in the yeah. community while you're there all the better. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. I think I just realized how much botox and fillers can can make you feel and make people feel. I mean, it's been so taboo for so many years, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about it used to be about, oh, she's doing that so so she can make herself look better, but yeah, she's vain. Yeah, or she's, she's self-absorbed, vain. She, yeah, or blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah, and and it's not that way. It never it was never that way, and it, and it's not that way now. It's about investing in yourself and in your beauty and how you feel. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing self-centered about it because you have to feel good in order to to help others. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. A- amen. <laughs> amen. And that's what we absolutely love. You it's like that's that's it right yeah. there. Yeah. And I like I had someone ask me one time like why. Like, why are you schlepping Botox? Like, really? Come on. And, like, I was able to recall it because it had just happened a couple days before, but we had gotten a DM on our Instagram from an awesome patient that we love. And she, like, sent the most heartfelt, amazing message that said, when I woke up and looked at myself in the mirror today, I saw myself. And thank you, Beauty Lab, for giving me that. And, like, that's my why. Yeah. Like, I, that was so rewarding to have somebody who, like, is beautiful and amazing and an awesome person. Yeah. And, like, I didn't know that she was not feeling like herself or that she was feeling badly about herself before. I think she's a babe. But, like, she, whatever we did made her feel better. And she, that was so rewarding. Yeah, that's. Like, I Yeah, to give people permission to change and to accept like, there's no nobility in being a martyr. Like, this is my Grandpa James nose. You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I hear this all the time. I earn these wrinkles. Yeah, well, you know. No, that's sun damage. Yeah. You know, the sun it. did, actually. Sun did. But, yeah, it's kind of like, it's okay to want to improve all these aspects yeah. of your life, including the way you look, yeah. including the way you dress, including the way you talk, what you read, what you, you know, how you treat people. Like, we should be constantly seeking to change and evolve yeah. every aspect of our life every minute that is the journey mm-hmm. and i think cosmetic injections is just part of it yeah sure it's just a tiny part like so much of our identity is wrapped up in what we see in the mirror and if we can come to peace with that think how powerful we'll be yeah you know then you have the platform to do anything you want but totally. e- even your beauty labs that come through the door i mean very little time is spent talking about injections i mean you you know you make them feel so good we talk with them Speak with them. <laughs> we you know, take their pick. We l- learn their stories. We know take their, their nails, their yeah. purse, their shoes. Yeah, we they're all part kids. of our story. Yeah. Yeah, it's not about it's not about the fillers and the Botox. It's yeah. about how we make them feel. 
It's almost like this is a necessary evil that we're aware of for our society, for as much pressure that we put on the way we look and the way we feel. This is a necessary evil. So let's make it as painless, as affordable, and as fun as possible and remove all shame, all doubt. You know, our new location has this uh, thing going up that says you're exactly where you're supposed to be. You know, you are, ex- you, there is no shame or fear or you are exactly where you're supposed to be. You are safe, you are loved, and we're all in it together. We're here with you, yeah. you know? Totally. Well, if I may, yes. this is a good segue to my Beauty Lab Bash. Let's hear it. Um, usually I, I look to Heather for the Beauty Lab Bash. Yes. She does all the good research and she knows what I love. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know the dark recesses of her angry, angry mind. This is your favorite part. Yes, this yeah, is my is. favorite part. But I had a conversation with the beauty lover this last week that enraged me. And so she was telling me that actually she had listened to one of our podcasts that we talked about. Um, it was one of our early ones that we did with Sam. that We talked about the medical industry and kind of like the industry standard and sort of like what you were talking about yeah. um, of what how you felt differently about the lab when you first um, came here. And she was saying that she, well, so she's in the military, well, she was in the military, so she was totally brand new to insurance, because when you're in the military, everything's covered, Covered. it's a different system, so she's out of the military now, um, has insurance for the very first time, and she was kind of shopping for a doctor, but had a few things, like, was struggling with, like, depression, wanted to change birth controls, had some skin issues, um, just kind of a laundry list of things, and so she had found a general practitioner, went to the doctor she first of all did prep the front desk and just said hey i totally am familiar with um, insurance you know i have all these questions i just want to let you know you know because she knew she was like i you know i don't want to be obnoxious or yeah. whatever so she definitely like let them know that she, she had some questions for the doctor got taken back she said she waited forever mm-hmm. in a tiny room by herself with no music no and forever like, was probably 40 minutes mm-hmm. like yeah. truly forever not five to seven exactly Someone finally came in. She started asking her questions. She was completely shut down. Like, anything that she asked, like, she was asking questions like, she was like, well, I had some weird side effects with my birth control. I'm wondering if I should change. And he was like, you know what? They're all pretty much the same. Just choose one. Mm-hmm. She, she was like, oh, oh, okay, but, like, you're the doctor. That's why I'm here. Right. Yeah. And was asking her, asked the doctor about, like, you know, what are some options, like, for depression? I feel like I'm struggling a little bit. And he said, you know, I'm not really an expert on that. So what are you What are you thinking? Like, what would you like me to do? See, that guy doesn't go to Kansas on his week off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, like, woo, he's in Lake Havasu on his yeah. week off. She said, she was like, I know that, like, the medical industry is set up for this, you know, that, like, it, with insurance and everything, yeah. she's like, I know that it's a losing battle. And she's like, I have never felt so belittled. I didn't feel like I was an actual human. And she was like, and then when I went out to the front desk and said, none of my issues were resolved. Do I still have to pay? They laughed and said, yeah, you have to pay. And she didn't know because she's never paid a copay before. Right. And so she was shocked that she had to pay. And it was just a nightmare for her. And she pay to be so like dumb. annihilated, yeah. basically. And she said, I, I have never felt so dumb in my life. This doctor made me feel like an idiot. Didn't answer any of my questions and she was like I just wanted someone to talk to me like I was a human yeah and 
the medical industry has to change. It's been set up so that doctors are hamstring, they're handcuffed, they can't do anything. You know, if they recommend the wrong thing and then it's not covered by insurance, they're in trouble. They're stuck with the bill. Yeah. They're stuck with an yeah. angry client yeah. or customer. And then if they try to go above and beyond, they won't make their rent. Yeah. You know, they will absolutely, because they're, they're put into a position of a volume game too, but it's volume based off of insurance, you know? Yeah. So it's a horrible way to like art of war, you know, make sure the customer's confused as to what they're actually paying for. Make sure the doctor doesn't know what he will or will not get paid for and make sure the insurance company is in charge of all of those things so that they end up making the most money. So now doctors have been relegated to a, not one of a, it's not a prestigious high paying job anymore. It's prestigious in terms of skill set or whatever, but you don't make tons of money as a doctor like you used to, you know? Yeah. Right. The doctor in the town was like the white glove Nellie Olson, <laughs> you know? The yeah. store merchant and the town doctor. The two. But like now it's now it's totally different. And so you have people that are going to medical school and being doctors and they're like, well, I, I want to make some money and have some hands-on experience with the patient. I want to go into injections. I just yeah. saw a guy that's an ophthalmologist that doesn't ever mention that that's what his background is medical background is because he's a cosmetic injector you know and that's what he's leading with and he's not even i don't think he's ever practiced a day of ophthalmology in his life yeah you know and that's pretty sad when you have to pretend to do one thing so that you can do what actually will fulfill you and make you money mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's hard i must admit it's hard to connect with the patient sometimes because we are just bombarded with charting and you know, you always worry about litigation. And I mean, it's this weird society that we live in, this medical society that we live in. I mean, you're pinched on both sides, really, as a, as a medical provider, um, because you want to give good care, but it's, it's hard to connect with them sometimes, the patient, mm -hmm. yeah. because they are viewed as patients and not necessarily customers. And so it's, it's a weird dynamic. Whereas being a, an injector, I mean, I found that I've been really able to connect to the customer. And don't you love that? Because there's a love lot of it. wonderfully skilled doctors that can't connect. Yeah. But you can connect, so it's it would be a, it would be a shame to leave that on the table. Absolutely. In your medical practice. Yes. There's gotta be a way to combine it all. And most of my patients are asleep, which is a real <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> like not much for conversation. <laughs> and if they're not, they pretend to be. <laughs> Sometimes I'll just move that like suction thing around in their mouth just to like play with them. <laughs> I've, n I've never done that. Draw like draw a smiley face on their finger and be like, hey, I don't know who did that. I guess That's you were weird. asleep. You didn't feel anything. That's weird. <laughs> and then but Weston was here with a little arrow by her belly button. Like all the things. Like if I were an anesthetist, I would have so much fun. Mm -hmm. And you would so be much I'd put like, Have you ever put like an M&M in their nostril just for like one minute to see what happens? A what? In like their an nostril? M&M. No. Like no. a colored one that you'd be able to easily find if they did it. <laughs> We've taken a lot out, it. but no, we've never. I've never put one in. Uh, well, that's the kind of experience you'll get at the lab. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Speaking of, our beauty lab of the week is such said Eminem. <laughs> Withstood the journey and lived to tell the tale. Children's book coming out in the spring. It's called The Adventures of the Blue Eminem. The anesthetist adventures of the blue M&M. Oh, that's too funny. You guys are funny. Weston, will you come on the podcast again? We Every didn't even month. do any. You were so serious. We didn't even do any of our funny laughs. You sound like a real serious dad. 
Way to but go, this Weston. Was a bit more of a serious podcast. We'll do a funny one with you next. Yeah. It'll just be. Can it, Madam Greenhorn <laughs> make an appearance? <laughs> well, it's eight o'clock. It's a little late. This it's is a little late for Weston. Start winding down. He's got a warm <laughs> string cheese on his dashboard, waiting for his drive home. He's gonna swing by cup pop. He's gonna swing by cup pop. Get closed. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but Wiener Schnitzel is still open. <laughs> Because so that's what Heather thinks of when she thinks of Wyoming. Our hot dogs and cowboy boots. Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback uh, Botox. So we're just going to have Weston in a hat. Wish I could quit you, Botox. Wish I could quit you. Botox, I can't quit you. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> until then, you said remember, there weren't enough laughs. <laughs> you said there weren't enough laughs. Well, we ended with a guffaw. Um, remember, I guess I'm closing here because I've been. Uh. Oh, and I have to leave. Yes. All right. Well, perfect timing. Remember that the lab loves you, and Weston will be back. Yes. I'll be back. Yeah. If you'll have me. Always. <laughs> Always. Always. Anytime you want. Wish I could quit you, Weston. Wish I could quit you. Yeah, don't mix and, it up. Okay, and remember, life, life is, is short. short. Bye, the lips. lips.